0: Control, it's all about control. Every dictatorship has one obsession and that's it.
1: So in ancient Rome, they gave the people bread and circuses.
0: They kept the populace busy with entertainment. But other dictatorships use other, other strategies to control ideas, the knowledge. How do they do that?
1: Lower education? They
0: limit culture? Censor information? They censor any means of individual expression. And it's important to remember this, that this is a pattern that repeats itself throughout history. (laughs) we yeah. everybody this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event open up with that scene from the movie enemy 2013 which uh, you know hey how do, how do they take control of us they they limit what we see they limit what we can what we can uh, ex- our express limit our expression Then you know think about this with with uh, what's happening in social media where they're limiting they're limiting what you can post if you're a conservative they limit wh- whether you can open up a uh, a nonprofit if you're conservative they're limiting everything and it's and you know as i watch things in this country and i see things going i go what is the object of this game what are the democrats getting at what is the point of this and it's all control it's all control and i and i and i'm talking to a friend of mine the other day and and i'm saying the democrats are so so obsessed with keeping control what are they going to have control of when it's when it's all over when it's all over they can control a third world country you know they're letting all these all these people in on the border they're driving our gas prices up they're destroying our economy what's going to be left and of course his response is hey the people in the people in control will always be protected they'll they'll turn us into social socialists and, uh, and communism, and they will always have everything they want and everyone else will just suffer. And I'm thinking, don't these people have kids? Don't they have grandkids? Don't they, don't they worry about when we're gone? What's going to be left? Apparently not. That song was, uh, Asia wildest dreams. Uh, one of my, one of my coworkers was, uh, was joking with me saying, Hey, you know, it'd be easy to make a make a uh, playlist for you in Spotify, just put in all the songs, 1964 or older. And I said, that's not true. He, and then he quotes a, a clip from, uh, from uh 40 year old, 40 year old virgin. Hey, I bet you they laughed their ass off when they, you took that Asia poster to, to get it framed. And I'm going, mm, I haven't listened to Asia in a while. So that was Asia. wildest The streams, from uh, their first album, I think it was 1982, 1983, somewhere in there. Uh, but a great song, a great song, a great message. Actually, that whole album was I listened to the whole album uh after he said that. I'm going, Man, that's good, that's good stuff. So anyway, the seventies and the eighties were the were the for the most part the last time we had good music in this country. Although uh, you know, there's still Toby Keith. And Chris Daughtry and Matchbox 20 and a few, uh, a few. uh, And of course, those are my my newest people. And everyone's going, well, that Matchbox 20 was like 20 years ago. Really? Sorry. Sorry, I'm I'm old and I'm stuck in my ways and and I see things how I see them. And I'm just not buying the BS that the government and the media is trying to feed us. And hopefully I'm uh, trying to help you guys see it my way. So anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about everything that's going on this week and my opinion of it. And before I do, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman, Branch Manager at Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there if you just uh, know where to look and when to look, and uh, and when to and you know, and if you ask ask for advice when you're not sure. Um, if you want to talk to me, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk talk about uh, that kind of stuff, financial stuff, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo, and that'll take you to my lending page. You can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle whether that's to buy a piece of property you'd like to own whether that's California or any other state in the country and I'm I'm uh, licensed in about in 24 of them but not not all of them so pretty much everywhere where people want to move that's where I'm licensed um or if you want to uh, refinance a piece of property you already own in California or any of those states um or if you're or if you're interested in looking into one of those Fantastic uh, financing tools called a reverse mortgage. If you're uh, if you or your spouse is over 62 and you have more you have equity in your house and you feel like you have more uh, more life left than you have money, uh, you should look into one of these things. Um, also, if you're just if you're just concerned about where the country's going and you just want to have a little bit more control and you say, hey, you know, what? it would be it would be helpful if I didn't have a house payment, but I didn't have to sell my house to, to accomplish that. Call me 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo. If you want to hear any part of the show repeated, um, stay on on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also go to get get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, subscribe for free and have it uh, download to your your phone or your computer, your iPad, your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, whatever you listen to uh, podcasts on. Um, it'll da- we upload it on I record on Friday mornings, we upload it Friday afternoons, and it'll download to your device sometime shortly thereafter. Um, and if you want to make a comment on the show, send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. Okay, so let's talk about let's start today, let's start out this week with the gaffes of Joe and Jill. Uh the New York Times poll, you probably heard about this week, and we're gonna keep talking about it here because there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Um There's lots of revelations from this poll, including one that 63 percent of registered Hispanic voters either somewhat disapprove or strongly disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing as president. One reason this matters is because it shows Latino voters clearly don't they're not in favor of Biden's open border policies. And I've been saying that that legal Hispanics don't want illegal Hispanics coming in. They say, hey, I got here legally. Everyone else should have to do the same thing. And, uh, you know, Hey, I pay my bills. Everyone else should have to pay, pay their bills. I paid, I paid for college. I shouldn't, the uh, I shouldn't have to pay for everybody else's college if they, if they forgive uh, student loans to everybody who just ran up their, uh, their party fund in student loans. So that's uh, pretty much how America thinks, but the Hispanic voters are on that as well. Um, but that probably comes as a shock to most Democrats. It's not something Repu- it, but it, it's something Republicans already knew. Here's something I saw in the Riverside County this week. And here's why we should, uh, should have known this was happening. So what I saw in Riverside County was I saw a busload of, uh, illegal Im- immigrants being unloaded at a, at a hotel in Riverside County. And I looked at it and I go, what's going on here? What's going on here? And I, I took a picture of it and I sent it to my neighbors and, and they go, uh, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm hearing this is probably that's probably what's happening. Exactly. So I looked it up and apparently apparently in May of last year, the Riverside County Board of Supervisors voted um, to allocate three quarters of a million dollars of our of our property tax money. So if you own a house in Riverside County, that property tax money goes to uh, goes to the county and the county spent three quarters of a million on it for hotels and motels to isolate and quarantine illegal aliens for nutritional uh, services. And uh, basically to uh, just make sure that these illegal aliens that get offloaded into our county um, are taken care of. And if you're in L.A. County or Orange County or San Diego County or Ventura County, don't believe that it's only happening in the Inland Empire because it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. If you notice if you notice the crime going up in your area, if you notice things that just weren't there a couple of years ago, it's all happening, and it's happening, and then don't think that you're exempt from it. Biden's low approval uh, among Hispanic voters also shows that they don't, they don't fall for the pandering this administration, and, uh, and why would they? When you got the First Lady Jill Biden unable to pronounce a word like bodega and comparing Latino people to tacos.
1: Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength.
0: Can you say pandering?
1: Our nation's security has never been stronger because our troops and our veterans are this nation's backbone. Because farmers are this nation's backbone. Schools is this
0: nation's backbone.
1: Audio installation specialists and window tinters are this nation's backbone. Because Filipino tilt to whirl operators are this nation's backbone.
0: Yeah, I'd call that pandering. And this comes off the same week that Joe Biden had to read notes off his lap while meeting with Mexican President Lopez Obrador. Biden had to read every word of his remarks to Obrador off a note card in his lap, including this simple introduction.
1: Today, we're gonna be discussing our uh, shared challenges we face and commitments on some of the major issues that we're taking on together. One of those is migration at historic levels throughout our hemisphere. Like us, Mexico has become a top destination of migrants. And and here's what we're gonna do to uh, address it together.
0: Yeah, you'd think he could have uh, made that statement without having to read from note cards. No, hey, we've got these issues that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about them together. And uh, then they. I wonder wonder if his note card said, keep your hands folded and uh, sit up straight. And uh, right after we wrapped up the show last week, Biden delivered a speech on executive action for abortion rights. Uh, That one was a doozy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently
1: higher than the percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the line.
0: Repeat the line. Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Yeah, so will Biden. Biden will read anything. Repeat the quote. It's amazing. Maybe they should start putting uh, the the little notes to him in red. Say, Grandpa, when you read, you read all these things. But when you see something in red, don't read that out loud. Here's one more from that speech, maybe a Freudian slip. Ten years old.
1: And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana
0: to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life to terminate the presidency. I think he meant to say pregnancy, but you know what, uh, uh, even, even that, uh, even that story is, has a, has a touch of BS in it. Um, on Wednesday news broke that the illegal immigrant from Guatemala, uh, was charged with, with a rape of a 10 year old girl in Ohio. Although there's plenty of reason to wonder if this is a theoretical 10 year old and if she actually exists at all, the attorney general of Ohio says there's a provision in their state law that allows for rape exemptions anyway. And of course, uh, when the Biden administration was uh, had it rubbed in their nose, that Hey, here's an illegal immigrant from Guatemala who raped this girl that you're, you're complaining about the abortion laws in Ohio. Uh, They said, well, he's been here for seven years. So he didn't come over on our watch. Yeah. But who was president uh, seven years ago? Who, what administration was that? Obama and Biden. Maybe Trump was telling the truth when he said this. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Yeah, you know why uh, Trump got elected in 2016? Because he said the truth. And you know why he also got elected in, in 20, but we didn't get to. He told the truth and people were behind him. But the reason that we have Biden in there is because we let them control us. They controlled us with COVID and said, "Oh, you can't go stand in line to vote because you'll get catch COVID." So we're gonna mail mail ballots to everybody, everywhere who's ever lived or ever uh, ever uh, a registered to vote, and we're not gonna check whether they're alive or dead or uh, whether you got sixteen of them, whether I got a a, a ballot for Edwin Hoffman and Ed Hoffman, Eddie Hoffman and Edwin B Hoffman, Edwin Bruce Hoffman. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately I'm the only one who's ever lived in this house. My wife and I, but we bought it new. So, um, there's, I didn't get any ballots for anybody who previously lived at this address. Um, but a lot of you did. And a lot of you filled that filled out the ballots and mailed them. So, well, a lot of them did anyway. So, um, anyway, so, Let's, uh, let's talk about what's going, going on with uh, the national embarrassment of the family that's in there. Everyone loves, loves to talk about the Trump family. And while we're talking about the Trump family, uh, let's send out our condolences to the three oldest Trump kids, Donnie Jr. and Ivanka and Eric, who lost their mother on Thursday, uh, Ivana Trump. Trump um, and uh, still, still stories coming out about how she died, but apparently she had a heart attack. Um, So our condolences to the to the Trump family. But, you know, what? the Biden family is the true embarrassment. And that's who's running our country at this moment. So let's go back to let's go back to Jill Biden on Hunter's famous laptop from hell. We heard about a a set of new text messages where he called his stepmom, Jill, a vindictive moron and entitled C-word after she urged him to go to drug rehab. One text was sent to Bo Biden's widow, Haley Biden, who Hunter famously started dating after his brother died. It said, F my stepmother for always being as much of a selfish, silly, entitled C as you. He wrote to Haley as their relationship deteriorated. I would I would think when you call it when you uh, when you use that word towards uh, someone you're sleeping with, uh, chances are things aren't stable in those relationships. Days after Hunter bragged about calling his stepmom an effing moron in a text to his uncle James Biden, Hunter told Uncle Jim how he insulted Jill and how he, sent her, how he said this to her. And you, and you do know the drunkest I've ever been is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend. And you're an excrement grammar teacher that wouldn't survive one class in Ivy graduate program. So go F yourself, Jill. Let's all agree. I don't like you any more than you like me. What a loving stepson! I bet you that uh, I, I bet you that uh, uh, creates a exciting Thanksgiving dinner every uh, every Thanksgiving, uh, and especially now we know they're having Thanksgiving in the White House. So I bet you that makes things really uh, really uh, pleasant. Hunter also complained that no family members, including his adoring father, came to visit him in rehab. Literally has never come to one. Never actually called me while in rehab. Hunter wrote of his father. So that's a little insane. Hmm. Let me check my uh my sympathy, my sympathy sense, which uh apparently I don't have isn't very strong. But let's see. Hunter Biden has been uh, entitled by his last name. Uh he's got this, uh he's he's got positions with MBNA, credit card company, and barisma in Ukraine, and uh, uh the company uh, Sinohawk in uh that he set up with China. He's gotten uh, donations from the mayor of Moscow. He's got all this money because he was the vice president and now the president's son. And he took that money and bought cocaine and other drugs and stuck it up his nose and uh, used it to buy hookers and expensive hotels. And then at some point, uh, he actually, actually, I guess his credit card got denied and they charged it to one of Joe Biden's credit cards, which got uh, charged to the taxpayers. Um, You know what? I don't know that I feel a lot of sympathy for him. Oh, poor guy had to go to rehab and nobody came and visited you. Get over it. Grow up. And now for the first time, we have Joe Biden's voice on tape showing he knew all about his son's overseas business dealings. Remember how he said he didn't know know anything about them? Well, the Daily Mail leaked a voicemail from Papa Joe to Hunter back in December of 2018. Joe was calling his son to discuss a New York Times article that reported on Hunter's dealings with China. At the end of the message, Biden tells his son, I think you're clear because the Times article concluded it was unclear whether Hunter had struck any deals up with Chinese CEFC energy company, even though we all know he did. Thanks to Tony Bobulinski's uh, uh, testimony, the an hour before the uh, one of the presidential election. Here's the voicemail. Hey, pal, Dad, it's
1: 815 Um on on uh, Wednesday night you get a chance to give me a call. Not nothing not urgent. Just wanna to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. Just maybe print the Times. time is good. I make it clear.
0: Yeah, if you couldn't understand all the word, he said, Hey pal, it's dad. It's eight fifteen on Wednesday night. If you get a chance, just give me a call. Nothing urgent. I just wanna to talk to you. I thought I thought the article released online. It's gonna be printed tomorrow in the Times. Was good. I think you're clear. You know, uh, I guess as all this evidence comes out, I have to wonder, you know, we we know that we know that Biden lied to everybody about his son's feelings. And of course, uh, they flew over to China. And while Biden went to meet with uh, top dignitaries, uh, Hunter went to talk to the Bank of China and who's part of the government over there in China. And when they left, he left with with a gazillion dollars and a and a business deal, and when they flew, I don't know how, how long it takes to fly from, uh, from China to Washington, D.C., but I would bet I've been on a plane from uh, L.A. to Australia, and it took 13 hours. I bet you it's farther away than that, but let's say it's 15 hours, so 15 hours, you're on Air Force Two, and uh, there's limited amount of people on there, but you and your son, and you didn't talk about what was going on in China. Hey, well, I was talking to uh, such and such, What'd you do? Do you find any good Chinese restaurants in China? And did you get any good recipes so we could uh, try them out when we get home? And how about my grandkids? You know, I'm, re- I'm referencing, uh, Bill Clinton and, uh, and, uh, the, the attorney general, well, we know we met on the tarmac in Phoenix and all we talked about were recipes and, uh, recipes and talked about grandkids and golf and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. You know what? This is the kind of squelching that, the country's trying to do to us they tell us what they want us to hear and if you're dumb enough to 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 believe it then and apparently there's there's a good portion of our country that is dumb enough to believe it and hence we got biden we believe that uh that there was no phony uh ballots when we saw trucks coming from originating in uh in uh, new york and and pulling into pennsylvania with ballots in the middle of the night, and we believed they hadn't there was no, no problem when they covered up the windows of the of the where they're counting ballots. We believed all that BS. And then then when uh, when the courts didn't want to hear cases, well, see, the court said that the court said that there was no uh, there was no um, voter fraud going on. That's not what they said. They said there was no standing, meaning there was no there was no uh, you couldn't prove that you lost anything due to this fraud. And you know what? This is the kind of gaslighting they're doing on the American public. They tell us what they want us to know. They keep repeating lies. And when the facts come out, people forget them. And of course, they never pursue any of the fraudulent, any of the criminal stuff that's going on unless it's a Republican. Hey, anyway, I'm out of time for this uh, half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes, weather, traffic, sports and commercials, and I'll be right back with lots, lots more. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Plant Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo.
1: Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID one seven zero two two. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act
2: wildest dreams wildest dreams wildest
0: dreams wildest dreams Fly away. and welcome back to part two of the main event my name is ed hoffman with planet home landing If uh, I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance on the radio, but I could uh, make a really, really, really long show talking about it. Um, But if you're you know, if you're if you're not in the market, it might be boring. But if you are in the market and you want to find out if there's uh, something that you should be doing with your uh, real estate financing and maybe your other kind of financing. You know, hey, I got a little tiny mortgage. I want to pay it off. But I got one hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of uh, student loans and credit card bills and car payments. And I'm choking on debt, but I don't want to I don't want to do anything with my mortgage because it's almost paid off. Guess what? It's your debt. Let's figure out how it how it makes the most sense. So when the when the economy continues to go into the toilet, you're you're taken care of. And, you know, the uh, the general the general consensus among the rate gurus out there is that we'll see rates go down again in another in probably 24 uh, after, uh, you know, in attempting to uh, get us out of the recession that we're probably already in. So, uh, you know what, let's uh, let's rearrange your finances and then we'll rearrange them again in a couple of years if uh, if you need to or if the rates go down. And uh, but let's talk about your options. Also, if you're over 62 reverse mortgage, you know, everybody I know at retirement age is starting to say, you know what, I don't need it, but it's probably a good it's probably a good safety net just in case. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo. And if you're uh, considering other states uh, to buy properties or you have have properties in other states, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, Texas, New Mexico, Louisiana, Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Florida, Virginia, West Virginia, um, New Hampshire, Montana, Idaho, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Washington, Oregon. I think those are all of them. I should write them down, but I didn't, so I just did them from, from, uh, from memory. So if you're interested in those states, I'm licensed there. Call me. I'll help, help you out. So let's talk about uh, some more of this New York Times poll. Let's get to the poll that everyone's talking about this week. The poll was conducted one week ago from July 5th to through July 7th. Here's how the article starts. Most Democrats don't want Biden in 2024, new poll shows. With the country gripped in a pervasive sense of pessimism, the president is hemorrhaging support. President Biden is facing an alarming level of doubt from the inside of his own own party, with 64% of Democrat voters saying they would prefer a new standard bearer in the next presidential campaign, as voters nationwide have soured on his leadership, giving him a meager 33% job approval rating. And I want to know who those three thirty three people out of a hundred are that are still in still uh still on the ether there. um more on the more from the poll, the question: do you think the United States is on the right track or is it headed in the wrong direction? Only thirteen percent of American voters said the nation was on the right track. The lowest point in the New York Times poll since the depths of the financial crisis more than a decade ago. Yeah, everybody's losing their houses. Did we think the country was on the wrong track? Yeah. And what's the difference now? Well, we're not losing our houses, but we're losing our ability to put gas in our cars. More than two-thirds of independents also now disapprove of the president's performance and nearly half strongly disapprove. Among white voters without college degrees, Biden has a 20% approval rating. Hmm. I'm a white voter with no college degree. That includes me. You mean 20%? 20 people out of 100 like me still approve him? I think they're. I think they're grouping in people that didn't go to college at all, people that maybe didn't graduate high school, um, people that smoked crack and recorded on their uh, record on their laptops, but didn't have a college degree. Uh, and this is the big one. Although seventy percent of Democrats claimed to approve Biden, only twenty six percent of them said the party should renominate him in twenty twenty four. The reason this matters is New York Times wouldn't have conducted this poll without the Democratic Party giving their blessing. They want this out there, folks. They want everybody to know this is happening. So maybe it doesn't come as too much of an alarm when uh, people start running against uh, Biden in the primaries. Back to the article. Mr. Biden has said repeatedly that he intends to run run for re-election in 2024. At 79, he is already the oldest president in American history and concerns about a, about his age ranked at the top of the list for Democratic voters who want the party to find an alternative. Yeah, I'm sure that that probably is. And it's maybe not his age. They say, hey, it's his age, he's so old. But we know lots of 79-year-olds and 80-year-olds that are, that are razor sharp. I have a client who's, who's 95, who's sharper than him. She still drives, she's still, she could still have a, a, uh, a very intelligent uh, conversation about the economy. To the question, what's the most important reason you would prefer someone other than Joe Biden to be the Democrat Party's 2024 presidential nominee? Here were the answers. Jobs. Inflation, cost of living and political division in the country. I have to I have to wonder, wait, you know, what? they tell us the the economic people, the economists, they say that there's two job openings for every one person that's that's uh, looking for a job. So why would jobs be the number one number one reason? Inflation, I could see inflation, the cost of living, I could see it. No, they didn't. They didn't narrow it down should be cost of gas cost of food no baby formula crime open borders crime illegal aliens crime you know it uh i've said this many times before on the radio um, you know people people are are there's an exodus out of california for people people moving to other states and they're not moving because of the high gas prices and they're not moving because of the high, high income tax. They're not moving because uh, just because of uh, the illegal aliens, they're moving because of crime. You know, when you can't let your wife go to go to the grocery store by herself, when you can't, uh, when, you know, you, you have to have a, a bodyguard to walk to walk to the, your, your car in the parking lot of a store. Um, something's wrong. And this isn't just happening in the inland empire. It's happening in L.A. County and Orange County and Ventura County and San Diego County. It's happening all over the state. The only glimmer of good news from this poll for Biden is that if he were if he were to be in a rematch with Trump again, 92 percent of Democrats said they would stick with him, which I'm going to call BS on because I can't believe 92 percent of Democrats uh, aren't saying, hmm, you know, Trump is kind of offensive, but. You know, it was $1.99 for gas in California when that happened. And it was, uh, and it was, uh, you know, in, not California, I'm sorry. In, uh, in most of the other states, Arizona was $1.99 right before the election. And at the same time, it was $3.49 in, or three forty nine in California. So today in California, it's six bucks and some, and some places higher. And uh, in Arizona, it's five and a half bucks. So it's more than doubled. So I can't believe that 92% of Democrats aren't saying, eh, don't really like Trump, but I sure liked being able to afford to put gas in my car. And I sure liked the way things were when there wasn't so much crime. Uh, But naturally, the figure of 92% of Democrats say they would stick with him, Uh, that's the figure Biden used to argue with a reporter on Tuesday. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want
1: me to run. Two-thirds say they don't. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in 2024.
2: 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me.
0: Yeah, apparently he doesn't know how to read either. Doesn't know how to think. And how'd you know that guy's name was Jack? Here's another tidbit from the poll. People are done hearing about COVID. I know I am. From the article in an open, open-ended question, fewer than 1% of voters named the virus as the nation's most important problem. You know what that means? Time for the Lord God, Tony Fauci, to, re- to reappear on our TVs. Fauci gave a bunch of interviews on Tuesday to announce all the scary new variants that are floating around this summer. Everybody wants to put this pandemic behind us and feel and hope that it's doesn't exist. It does. Yeah, it does. I will, I will say, I noticed a lot more people that I know are testing positive for COVID, but I also noticed that, Hey, they tested positive on Tuesday and Thursday. They say they're, they're feeling better and Friday they're done. So, you know, Hey, there's a lot of people catching a cold too. And there's a lot of people getting the flu and uh, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things and nobody's scared of it. And everyone's tired of the BS, and, you know, you think about uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's in the Middle East, and uh, I think it was Wednesday he landed in Israel. might have been Thursday. Um, and he gets off the plane, and he told everybody, hey, we're not shaking hands. We're only fist bumping. And he gets off the plane, and he fist bumps the first couple of guys. And then he he sees uh, the prime minister and the former prime minister, and he starts shaking hands and giving hugs and doing all that stuff. Hey, did you forget, Joe? Did you forget the protocol was – not to shake hands. And I'm not saying he should, he shouldn't have shaken hands. I'm just saying, Hey, you made the effort to tell everybody that you're going to fist bump and then you start shaking hands. Then Friday morning he's in Saudi Arabia and you see him walk up to the, uh, to the, uh, crown prince and fist bumps. him. And I said, and I, and I watched it on TV and I'm going, how unpresidential is that? No, I remember seeing, uh, seeing, uh, Trump with, with world leaders and he shakes their hands and pulls them into him and looking so strong, you know, Hey, you know, you reach out, grab his hand and pull him close to you. It's just a, a, a gesture of, a gesture of strength. And, uh, and you got little frail Biden in there fist bumping like a little, like a little wimp. And, uh, you'd think, you'd think in this day and age, there would be no, uh, no, nobody would think ill of it. If he went, and gave him a big old paw paw shake, grabbed onto him, gave him a good grip. And then one of his uh, assistants put some Purell in his hand and washed off the germs. But. Apparently, uh, the Joe Biden administration doesn't catch on to that. So now let's get into the second part of the Democrats plan after they're making everybody understand that uh, that Biden is not going to be their their golden boy in 2024. Uh, First, they give their blessing to the New York Times to run a series of articles, which we just covered one of them. But there have been several stating the party does not want Biden to run in 2024. So who do they want to run? All these articles say they don't want Kamala. That's uh, become abundantly clear. And they don't want Mayor Pete because, you know, Mayor Pete's doing a bang up job as a transportation secretary. Uh, You know, that's uh, you see by the store shelves. So uh, who are we now hearing is their great white hope, you know, him, but you probably don't love him. California governor, Gavin Newsom. For some reason, Newsom is now running an ad paid for by his California reelection campaign in the state of Florida. And I have to wonder you're, you've got a campaign campaign donations to get you reelected in California. Why would you use that money to advertise in Florida. Florida voters don't vote in California elections. So, uh, so he ran these in the state of California where Governor Ron DeSantis is already top Republican contender for 2024. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom.
2: Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the, what the people that in Florida that are watching that paid for by, by Newsom for Governor of California 2022. Why would he be advertising in Florida? I'm not sure. Ron DeSantis responded to the ad quickly. Everyone wants to talk about me in Florida. I can just tell you this. uh, I was born and raised in this state. And
1: until the last few years, I rarely, if ever, saw a California license plate in the state of Florida. You now see a lot of them. I can tell you, if you go to California, you ain't seeing very many Florida license plates.
0: Yeah, we see, uh, we don't see very many Florida license plates in in our state, but they do in the they do in Florida. And I will tell you that uh, as someone who owns a house in uh, in Arizona, Arizona, California license plates, quite, quite, uh, quite common, especially uh, my house is in Bullhead City right across the bridge from Laughlin, Nevada. So a lot of Californians go there to, to put their boats on the river and go to Laughlin and gamble and have fun. Um, but I also have a house in Bozeman, Montana and people in my and luckily, luckily, my uh, one when I bought my truck in 2020, I bought it while I was in Arizona. So it has Arizona plate on it. So when you go up to, uh, Montana and they see your, your truck with an Arizona plate, I don't get any, I don't get any evil looks, but I did go to get my key to my mailbox up there. And I happened to mention to the guy in the, in the post office that, that, you know, I'm, I, you know, we're moving up here from California. Well, not moving, but it's a second home. And, uh, and, uh, the lady, the lady that was next to me, next to me at the counter, she came up to me afterwards. She goes, you might want to keep that on the down low. People in Montana are not friendly to people from California. You know, I, I see your, I see your, your truck says Arizona. I wouldn't mention California here. And it's, you know, and I know that Texas people are worried about that people moving from, uh, from California bringing the, Hey, they're going to Texas, but then they're voting like, uh, like liberal California people. Someone who else had a perceptive response from uh, was Senator Marco Rubio, who's running for re-election in Florida. He was asked about Newsom's ad by Florida radio host Brian Rust. Newsom over the weekend um, had the ad uh, that pretty much attacked uh, Ron DeSantis and
1: the Republicans here in Florida. And it aired exclusively here in Florida. I don't know if you saw that or not. I haven't We're, seen the ad. He, look, Gavin, It's Ga- bad. Well, Gavin Newsom wants to be in the conversation. It worked for him, right? Yeah. He wants to be in the conversation. He wa- He looks at Biden. He said, Biden's not going to be able to run again. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it should be him. Is what he's thinking. How do I get myself in the conversation? Let me take on Ron DeSantis, which is the highest profile Republican nationally right. now. And I'll run ads in his state. He right. wants to be seen as kind of like the, I, I imagine, a DeSantis version on the Democratic side and get himself in the mix. And in the conversation, you know, he feels emboldened by... Having survived that recall, I think ultimately his biggest albatross, no matter what he runs for nationally, is: Do you really want to live like California, a state right. where people are fleeing? A beautiful city like San Francisco, these guys have ruined it. I mean, yeah. it's a city where people are, you know, going to bathroom out in the street, where you have people shooting needles of heroin in their arm right outside the door of a four million dollar home. I mean, these are these have become hellhole cities, and that's the state. And these are the things he supports.
0: Yeah, and uh, don't believe it's just in uh, San Francisco. I'll tell you, I have a friend who lives in a really nice area of Orange County and uh, he got robbed last Friday and uh, the police tell him it's a it's a group from from Chile, a Chilean crime group that comes in and they uh, apparently they uh, they broke the the sliding door into his master bedroom and where we uh, where and they went into the, the closet and they took about two hundred thousand dollars worth of group uh, of jewelry and and. Uh, designer bags and i don't know if they got furs or any of that stuff but uh but my friend said it was about two hundred thousand dollars worth and apparently these are guys from from chile they come over they're in and out of the house in less than 15 minutes so even if you're if your alarm's on that's about the average time it takes cops to respond this is happening everywhere now my friend put his put his uh, house on the market less than a week later and it and his list price is over three million dollars so this isn't happening in just the bad neighborhoods. This happened in the really nice neighborhoods. And I can tell you, we know about some home invasion, uh, home invasion uh, that's gone on in Riverside County as well uh, in this, in the same neighborhood, but several times. And someone got killed about a month and a half ago in that. So, and we all know about the story about the uh, record producer's wife that got killed in Beverly Hills. It's happening everywhere folks. And it's not a coincidence that our borders open. So uh, but here's here's another reason that uh, that the country shouldn't want Newsom or any other Democrat from California as president. They continue to find new ways to make it impossible for people to make a living. This week, the California Trucking Association organized protests against California's AB5 law. What's AB5? AB5 was a bill proposed in 2019 by Lorena Gonzalez, Democrat from San Diego in the state assembly. The bill was designed to target. Gig economy companies like Uber and Postmates, those companies uh, sued trying to block the implementation, and the competitors Lyft and DoorDash joined them. So all these all these guys that are that are out there, they're spending their own gas, using their own car, and they're independent contractors, so they get paid a 1099, and they can write off their gas, wear and tear in their car, car repairs, as they should. They lost the suit, so they pulled together and put on Proposition 22 on the ballot to reverse it. In November 2020, California voters said yes to Proposition 22, that we all believe that they should be able to be 1099 independent contractors. So at that point, those companies were allowed to continue classifying their workers as independent contractors rather than employees. Now, there's a long list of other industries where freelance workers are exempt from AB5, including marketing, cosmetology, freelance writing, travel agencies, home inspectors, and more. But the state has what they call the ABC test used to determine which industries get exemptions, and one industry that doesn't pass this test is the trucking industry. and in this An industry that's pretty important right now, don't you think? This week, truck owner-operators were required to comply with AB5 because the Supreme Court refused to review the case by the California Trucking Association that challenged it. Do trucking companies rely on contract workers? Yes. About 70,000 truck owner-operators who form bedrock of California's transport industry will be affected. So all these guys that own their own trucks? They're owner operators. You hear commercials for people hiring owner operators, and uh, and so all these guys. Hey, I pay my own gas, I pay my insurance, I pay the payments on my truck, and I get to and I get to be independent contractor. And because more than seventy percent of the truckers serving the nation's largest ports are owner operators, AB five will impact their relationships with carriers, brokers, and shippers. Does this seem like a good idea in a time of supply chain crisis, historic inflation? And record setting gas prices? I don't think so. And this is just one example of how California's decisions impact the entire country. And now Democrats want this this state's governor to be president? I don't think so. And remember the important part of this the important part of this is all the stuff that we import from Asia, China, Japan, iPhones, TVs, electronics, all that kind of stuff um, they all, they all come to the port on the West coast. They put them on ships, they come across and most of them port in California, which means getting all that, all that, uh, merchandise off the ships and into a truck and from the trucks to logistics centers, all that, all that stuff is California truckers. So take about 70% of those guys are owner operators. So can you say empty shelves in the stores? Can you say more delays in, in getting, getting products to the market? Can you see where this is a, a bad idea? See, this is, this is one of the things that, that I think about and why I do the, the, the main event is that this kind of stuff slips by you guys in the news. Slips by you and then, or sometimes you read it, go, well, I'm not a trucker, it doesn't really affect me. Yes, it does. Well, you know, I have an electric car, this really doesn't, Gas prices really don't affect me. Yes, they do because it affects everything. Because everybody, everybody operates on gas. All our products are stuck in a truck that operates on gas, or they're stuck on a train, and then from the train, bring it into a truck that operates on gas. Oh, I know. Amazon has uh, has has electric little vans. Yeah, but someone's got to make those make those batteries for those electric vans and your Teslas and your and your electric vehicles. Uh, no matter who's making them, so someone someone's got to do that. And guess what? The farmers in this country use uh, oil-based, oil-based fertilizers to make their crops. So when we stop drilling for it, we stop drilling for it. We have a shortage of, of, uh, of oil in this country that affects the crops. Now we're going to have a food shortage. And what about the farmers? The farmer, you know, what about the cattle, the people that raise cattle for our meat? You know, what do they, what do they feed those, those cows? Hay. How do you, how do you make hay grow? With fertilizer, how do you cut it? With uh, things that operate on gas, you got to understand all this stuff is affected everywhere, and you know it's uh, it's just it's amazing to me that so many people don't see the don't see the connection and they think they're they're exempt from it. Well, I have electric vehicles, so it really doesn't affect me, but it does, and we have to start we have to start being more vocal about this because the Democrats. The Democrats, although they're all a bunch of morons and they don't and they don't think straight, they all are good communicators. They all get together. And no matter how stupid their bills are, they they stand side by side. And no matter how stupid their cause is, they fight. They get in front of the the cameras and the microphones and the Republicans don't. Well, we want to be professional. We don't want to look like a bunch of retards and go in, in front of there. And the people see what's on TV. And they don't and they don't react to what what's going on. We need to start talking now. The midterms are, are three months away, and the, and the 2024 is coming shortly behind that. And, of course, uh, I was talking to another friend about uh, the 2024 election, You know, and some people are saying, I don't think we should elect Trump. I think we should have DeSantis because he's just like Trump. I don't, think, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we need someone who's got no more elections to go to turn this country around fast, let DeSantis finish his second term and he'll be done in, in 2026, and he can start running for, for election for 2028. Hey, anyway, that's, that's my opinion, and uh, you're all welcome to it. I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. So uh, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week.